0: Hi friend, my name is Amy Joy and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. A few weeks ago, I had the pleasure of meeting with one of our workplace prayer clients, and he was talking about the difference between certainty and clarity. And he said, you know, if you're certain about something that's wonderful, you know it. The problem is you can be certain about something, but still be delusional, right? You might be certain, but it's just in your mind between your two ears. Whereas if you have clarity about something, that means that you have the ability to see correctly. And so the goal is to have clarity and not certainty. So I thought this was truly a delightful concept. And thank you, Jeff, for that um, good input. Well, the next day, my Bible reading was out of Psalm 73. And this is a Psalm of Asaph. And it's so beautiful. You maybe have heard it before. It begins, surely God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart, And then he goes on, but um, as for me, my feet had almost slipped. I had nearly lost my foothold, for I envied the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. And so this is so interesting because he begins with this statement of surely, which is like, certainly, certainly God is good to Israel. Well, that maybe is true. I mean, we as believers recognize that, yes, that is true. But to say it kind of blithely like that is an interesting statement because maybe it's true, but maybe it's just in your own head. And so then he goes on and he talks about all of the benefits that seem to come to the wicked to the point where you're like, I think you might be a little bit delusional about how the wicked actually live, right? He's like, they have no struggles. Their bodies are healthy and strong. They are free from common human burdens. And you know, it goes on and on. And there's a part where you're like, I'm pretty sure nobody's life is quite that perfect, especially not the wicked, because The reality is the enemy hates his own people just as much as he hates everybody else. And so I really don't think that they're living this charmed life of perfection. But in any case, um, the next statement that he makes is... Surely in vain, I have kept my heart pure and have washed my hands in innocence. All day long, I have been afflicted and every morning brings new punishments. So here we are down in verse 13 and we have a second surely statement. We have a second statement about certainty. And in this case, it's actually a horrible, like basically blasphemous statement where it's like, (laughs) surely in vain, I have kept my heart pure. Well, then I mean, two verses later in fifteen, he says, If I had spoken out like that, I would have betrayed your children. And I mean, this is true. And but what's ironic, of course, is that he did speak out like that is but he just, you know, backpedals and is like, Well, if I had, that would have been really bad. Um and so when so he was in this place of real churning where surely God is good to Israel. Surely I have kept my heart pure in vain. Um, and, and so then the place though, where he comes to real clarity is when he enters the sanctuary of God. So he was, when I tried to understand all this, it troubled me deeply until I entered the sanctuary of God. Then I understood their final destiny. And For Asaph, what makes him really happy is that he recognizes that eventually the wicked fall. And I don't know that that is the most cheerful message or one that would really make me feel super comforted. But, I mean, it worked for him. So that's that's good. Um, And I think it is really beautiful that in the midst of all of this bitterness and frustration, he says... Um, Yet I am always with you. You hold me by my right hand. You guide me with your counsel and afterward you will take me into glory. And then there's this beautiful passage, whom have I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Those who are far from you will perish. You destroy all who are unfaithful to you. But as for me, it is good to be near God. I have made the sovereign Lord my refuge. I will tell of all your deeds. And what I love about this ending is that he gets to a place of clarity, right? I will tell of all your deeds. So when you're telling of the deeds of the Lord, you're no longer in the realm of Shirley's. You're no longer in the realm of certainty that might actually be a delusion. You're speaking out what is true, true events that have happened. And I think that's so strong that he goes from this place of certainty And then he kind of goes to anti-certainty where he's certain about something that is false and kind of delusional about the amazing lives of all the wicked people. But then in the end, he comes to this beautiful place of clarity where and he has something practical, something um, legit that he gets to do, that he's going to tell of the deeds of the Lord. And so, Lord Jesus, thank you that you give us (laughs) clarity in our lives. That Thank you that we can come to you and be in your presence and get clarity on the things that confuse us, that he was in this swirl, that we all get into these swirls until we come to the place of clarity. And so, Jesus, thank you for the clarity that you offer. We want to be always in your sanctuary, listening to your voice. And then we also are so pleased that we get to recount the deeds of the Lord. In your precious name, Jesus. Amen.